This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friend James Bean and SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the number one source for high quality seeds with a money back guarantee and lightning fast shipping. With monthly sales, James Bean's pocket full of freebies and easy credit card payments, you cannot beat SeedsHereNow.com. To catch the latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com today. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 731 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a couple of listener emails. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my buddy, Grow Bandit. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Stoner Dave and Stash Drop 269. Let's send a big thank you shout out to the hardest working man in cannabis, my buddy James Brown. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Jimmy Limmer and Kojax. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Sam Heads. Let's send a big fist bump to Kess Burton. I want to send a special thank you shout out to Magic Mike. Let's send a thank you shout out to Green County Grower. I want to send a big thank you to Spherical Glassworks and G7. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to the new old guy. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include that link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. Before I get too far, I do want to send a big thank you to everybody who've supported and participated in the merchandise sale. That's right. If you were a member of the discord, the newsletter, or of course the Patreon, you did receive a coupon code. Big thanks to everybody who used those coupon codes. We are cleaning out merch. Things are moving. We're making some space. Thank you. There are still some things left in the store. So if you want to grab your merch, make sure you sign up for that newsletter. Make sure you check out the website. Make sure you check out the Discord. Or make sure, of course, you sign up for the Patreon service. You will get a sweet coupon code. Save yourself some bucks in the merchandise store. Truly, you guys, thank you for all of that support. All right. I don't have a lot to ramble about here at the beginning. I can make this show super long at the start. Let's jump right into it and get into a message that came from our Patreon page. This one came from my buddy Tonto. Big up to my buddy Tonto out there in Canada. Hope you're well, bro. I hope the family is well. My message from my buddy Tonto goes a lot like this. It says, hey, Rasta Jeff, I have a couple of questions that I think might be good for the show. Let's start with this one. This is a great spot to start. It says, I have a bunch of medical conditions that make gardening a struggle during certain parts of the year. My PTSD, depression, and back issues make a lovely cocktail of reasons not to get my gardening work done. I understand that with a lot of uh, PTSD, depression, back issues. That's three solid excuses to not get out of bed, not get off the couch, not get shit done all day. We're going to talk more about that. It says those conditions are the main reasons I've pulled enough or been pulled into organic growing. 
I found ways to make the workload easier or less growing with this style. I am assuming that there are many others out there like me who struggle to keep the garden in tip-top shape. What would you advise someone with medical conditions as the minimum things you would need to do both in veg and flower to keep everything going? So that is the first question. That's a very good question. Um, man, I'm not sure exactly where to start for everybody, but I can give you tips and advice for your needs and for possibly my needs. But if you've got different uh, limiting factors, then I'm not sure what I would recommend. Um, so you ask, what are the minimum things you would need to do both in veg and garden. So what advice would you give somebody? The minimum things, the plants need to be watered. That's the most important thing. Uh, as a cannabis grower who likes to go places, likes to get away, one of the things I think about is, are these plants going to get water? So set the plants up in a way that you can water them. Is the water itself accessible? Where does it come from? Does it come from a faucet? Does it come from a sink, a shower, some sort of a tap, a well? Do you have to fucking pull the water out of the lake? Where does the water come from? Make the water easily accessible, easily portable to your grow. That's going to be the first step. We have to water these plants at least twice, maybe three or four times a week, depending on the size. So maybe set it up to where it's easy to water it. If it's easier to water it, you'll do it more. Make sure that you're, let's even back up a whole nother step. Is your entire grow space clean, tidy, and organized and inviting? I've noticed that when my workspace, if it's my office, if it's my garage workspace, if it's my uh, grow workspace, if it's the podcast area, when that space gets cluttered and it's not uh, inviting and presentable, my mind is cluttered when I'm there and I can't perform to the best of my ability. So I make sure to keep my grow space as clean as I can. My uh, nutrient mixing station, my nutrient storage area, all of that stuff is, it looks like military grade cleaning happened in there. And that invites me to want to go in there. I don't go in there and go, oh, I got to move this shit out of the way. I got to look for this. I go, I can go in this place where it is organized and streamlined and ready for me to go. So from the very beginning, have everything clean, organized, streamlined, ready to go so that you can set yourself up for success and be invited in there by yourself. Then maybe put some music in there. I love listening to podcasts and music. If there's a Bluetooth speaker and a bottle of kombucha, I could be pretty happy just about anywhere. If you give me a dab first, things are really iry. So I like to put on a good podcast. A lot of people listen to me in the grow. What's up? Hope you're having a good day in the grow. Hope I'm getting you through work. Hope things aren't too hard. Uh, you're kicking ass today. You're doing your job pretty well. Keep killing it, bro. Um, also go take that work poop, work poop and get paid for it while the boss is not looking. But a lot of people put on a podcast during the workday, but listen to some music, put a Bluetooth speaker in there, get some AirPods, some earbuds, something in there that encourages you to go. I put out two shows a week. You probably got to water at least twice a week. There's two episodes of me to listen to two days of growing covered right there. There's some entertainment. Uh, you're from Canada. Maybe you want to listen to some rush, go put on some Neil Peart and jam out to some rush in there. I'm just picking on you cause you're Canadian, but I still love you, but encourage and inspire yourself to go in there before we even start thinking about the gear, the room is everything organized, clean, inviting. Does it smell good? Does it look good? Uh, if it's not organized and inviting, I won't want to go in there. And if it's a mess and I do go in there, I'm still not going to work to the best of my uh, potential, my ability, and I'm not going to enjoy it. So let's make it inviting, get some music going, make it an, an environment in which you want to be. Now, the things that are required of, of the grower is, of course, the watering. That's the first thing you're going to need to get done. Can you get the water to the grow without breaking your back or your neck? Can you get that water from a big vessel into the mixing container without breaking your neck or your back? Do you have a good mixing container? Do you have a good pH pan? Do you have a good EC pan? Do you have good mixing containers and devices? Make it fun. Um, 
Maybe if you have a couple of extra bucks, spend a few bucks on devices to make the growing more simplistic, more streamlined, and more fun. More toys makes it better for a lot of people. If you get if you get that brand new piece of gear, it just may inspire you to regrow again. So maybe a new toy every once in a while. Reward yourself with a new piece of gear, but mainly keep it clean and get it set up. Now watering, we've got to get an amount of water from one container into these plants. Can you physically do it? If not, let's think about setting up a watering system. Um, you can build a watering system with any sort of reservoir. I like to use a trash can, a 35 or 55 gallon trash can on wheels. So you can move it to the water, fill it, move it where it needs to be, drop a submersible pump in there, run some flex line that runs out of that reservoir down to the ground, down across the floor. And then I will put spaghetti tubing that comes out of that with emitters that go to each plant. Then I just set that up with a timer. And then I know that um, depending on the amount of emitters and the amount of emitters and the amount of plants that I've got and how much water I want, I can set up a timer to where I know that if I turn on the water for, or if I turn on the timer for two minutes, that pump runs for two minutes, my plants will get enough water. It's really easy to figure that out. Uh, the first time you do it, guys, if you want to learn that, uh, get your plants to where they need water, get your auto watering system set up, set a timer, hit go, plug in your pump, let the plants get wet when they're watered enough. Hit stop on the timer, unplug the thing. That's how long you need your plants to come on, your timer to come on to water your plants every time. Minute and 40 seconds, that will get the plants saturated every time. How long between waterings? Maybe every three days. So every third day, you need a minute and 40 seconds worth of watering. It's really not that hard to set up once you get figured out. So one of the things you'll have to do is auto watering or some sort of watering. That is required. You can't get through without that. Then the plants are likely going to need some sort of supports as they grow uh, they're going to need up pots. They're going to need transplanting. So that's things you're going to need to think about. I go from a seedling into a cup. Uh, then my cup goes into a three gallon, maybe a one, uh, depending on my time space needs. But I'll go from a cup to a maybe a one gallon, maybe right to the three. And then from a three, maybe to a five or a seven. Uh, but think about your pot sizing. Think about the up pots that you're going to have to do. That's going to have to happen. Then supports. Uh, the plants are going to get taller and bigger. They're going to need more supports. Are you going to put a trellis net? Are you going to put sticks in there? That's things that will be required. So some watering, some up potting, some supporting, and then a little bit of defoliation. Maybe It's not required, but it will definitely help you and make things easier. So I'm trying to think of things that we have to do. Watering is the main thing you have to do. Supports, uh, lollipopping, twisting, things like that are all bonuses, but uh, they should be done. So I'm just thinking of the minimum things as watering and keeping the light cycle going and just keeping the plants supported and happy. Now, with that being said, I want to inspire you to get in there. Remember that keep in mind that every day that you don't get up and get in there and do your best in the garden, the harvest will show you. Today, you can be as depressed, as down as you want. You could push it off or you can go in there and kick ass. It's not going to show you until the back end, until you go to cut down at harvest time. You're going to say, man, if I would have gone in there that one day when I was having that problem and I just didn't feel like it, if I would have gone in there and spent one hour in there and just handled this issue, this harvest weight would be better. This harvest quality would be better. This harvest, this harvest experience overall would be more rewarding and would be more better, more better. Sure. We're going to go with that. And it would be uh, more rewarding for you spiritually and mentally and financially as well. So think about that. Think that's what I use as inspiration and motivation when I don't want to do any work. If I just go do it when it's done, I'm going to feel better. That's a reward within itself. And then every little job that you do is a small reward that leads up to the big full accomplishment of the big picture of the goal, which feels very rewarding. You, I know Tonto. I know that Tonto was a former military person. So I know, you know, that feeling of accomplishment. I know that, you know, that feeling of pride, dig inside 
and feel that feeling. Compare the feelings inside when you're laying there, go, man, I could either lay here and let this depression crush me today, or, or I could get up and crush the depression and go spend time with my plants, which I love, which are like my little children, which put off good vibes, which feed me good energy, which in a few months also is going to give me quality medicine and a big reward. So I should just get up and not, not let this depression, not to let this win today. I understand, dude. I had a traumatic brain injury where for several months I thought about doing terrible shit to myself. I'm cool now, guys. Don't worry. I'm way past that, but that was years ago. Uh, I do have a traumatic brain injury. When it first happened, I questioned if I would make it to tomorrow. And I understand the uh, the lack of desire, the lack of passion, the lack of anything to get up and do anything. I didn't care if I got up and ate. I didn't care if I got up to pee. I thought I'd just piss in right there because... I was so depressed and so dark that who cares? I'll just piss on myself anyway. It wouldn't matter. I've been there. Um, you just got to dig deep, man. You got to dig deep inside of yourself and and think that your mind is playing tricks on you and that you are the winner of that game. You're going to win every time. Don't let that shit beat you. So um, the bare minimum is watering, transplanting, supporting. And then after that, everything else is bonus. You got to feed them and you got to change the light cycle. But they will grow. I have friends that leave town for several months at a time because they've got an auto watering system and it just keeps their grow going for them. Uh, it will happen, but the more you do to it, the better it will become. And that's what I'm going to say would be the motivating factor. The thing that would get you in there is just knowing like I can grow some C grade weed. I could do that in my fucking sleep, but if I want to grow a grade weed, I got to get in there. I got to touch the plants. I got to do the work. That's the difference. I mentioned that in an episode before. That's the difference between A gray and C grade weed is just doing the work. Now, another thing I should really mention is that I invite you to join my Discord server. This sounds like advertising. This sounds cheesy, but honestly, bro, um, during these weird times where we were isolated through a pandemic and we had to sit at home and we weren't allowed to go places, Discord is where I spent a lot of time hanging out with some of my best and favorite friends. In my Discord server, we have amazing deep conversations. We are very supportive. We're all grown adults. We're all grown people. There are men and women. Uh, there's uh, transgender. There are gay, straight, color, black, white, purple people in there. There's people of all ethnicity, ethnicities, races, genders, orientations. I invite everybody, and we have a really good time hanging out in there. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling alone, if you need some encouragement, if you need a grow buddy just to pep talk you or just someone to be around to get the dark shit out of your brain, come hang out on the Discord server. That's where I go when I'm lonely, bored, need some friends. If my girlfriend's working or if she's asleep because she goes to bed way earlier than me or if I just need someone to talk me through some shit because I'm a business owner. Sometimes I have challenges. I need to talk to people. Discord is where I go to talk to some of my best friends. Mike's got kids. He's busy. Clint goes to bed early. Sometimes the Discord crew is who I turn to. I invite you to do the same thing. A lot of my favorite people are there. So uh, if you're feeling dark, feeling weird, need that encouragement, need some grow bros, uh, come join us on the Discord. That's where I am a lot of the time. And I'll be there more. Uh, I've made a pledge to kind of be there more often because it uh, it got weird and we're fixing it and making the vibe strong. I will be there. No shitheads allowed on Discord. I'm rambling. Tonto, I know that may not be the answer you're looking for, bro. The minimum shit that has to happen is they have to be watered. Other than that, they'll pretty much grow. Feed them, water them, make sure they don't fall over. They're going to do it. But you've got to dig deep and get the motivation and the inspiration to get in there and make those plants champions. I know you don't want to smoke C-grade or B-grade weed. Remember that when you're feeling down. All you got to do is get in there and do the work, and you can make that A-grade weed. Just use that as your inspiration. Then reach out, bro. Uh, message me, message the army, join the discord, get involved with some people, get some uh, brain juices moving, get yourself out of that dark mode. We'll get you in the grow. We'll get you going. 
All right, there is more to this. It does say, second question. I do have hopes and dreams of opening a cannabis nursery within Canada sometime in the next five to 10 years. Nurseries can have up to 50 meters squared or 5,000 or 538 square foot of canopy space. I hope to be selling clones and seeds in the legal market here in Canada. I do have two questions based on this. Are nurseries viable businesses in the States in your opinion? And if you have that allotted space, how would you run it? And any advice to someone who may jump into that market? I know that's a very general and broad question. And then there's more. Um, let's talk about this clone nursery. That is not something that we see uh, completely dedicated to clones here in Colorado. There's not enough of a market, in my opinion, to just sell clones. There's one company that I know of that focuses on just clones. They seem to do okay, but there's only one company I know of that really does that. There are two different ways that clones kind of work here in Colorado. You can make clones and provide clones for the commercial market, which means you've got a big, it kind of sounds like what you would try to do. You take your big warehouse and you would cut hundreds of clones, maybe thousands of clones, probably hundreds of thousands of clones possibly. Then you would offer those clones to other commercial facilities and they would buy those and then they would just run your cuts in their grow. Many commercial facilities do rely on somebody to provide those clones. They buy them every time. The problem is a lot of facilities will buy clones from you one time. They run all your stuff. They find their favorites and they cut a clone of that and then they never have to buy clones from you again. So that's one of the downsides to making clones for the commercial market. Once everybody has their stuff, they just start making their own clones. They don't have to call you anymore. That's kind of how the clone game works. The other option is making clones for the consumer end of the market, which is a great idea, but also there are only so many consumers. People only grow so much weed. Uh, I think there are so many rules in Colorado. I'm not even sure if you can sell a clone to somebody from out of state. You may have to have a Colorado ID to even be able to purchase a clone in a store. I don't know that because I've got the ID, so I don't know uh, the st uh, steps and skips and caveats to that. But um, for a while, my dream, and I don't think I'm going to do this anymore so I could talk about it, but there was there were goals and plans, but I kind of shifted my focus here uh, just because of life and paperwork and things. But one of my goals was to open a giant commercial cultivation facility. My One of my dreams was to uh, make seeds for the recreational market in Colorado. I wanted to be able to put iReGenetics beans on the shelf here in Colorado. That was one of the goals. Uh, that would be great to walk into a store and see the seeds, but there's so much red tape that it's almost, it's basically not worth it. So I wanted to put seeds on the store shelf, which would have required me to produce those seeds in a commercially licensed grow, which then would have given me the advantage and the ability to sell those clones to commercial grows. So I wanted to sell clones to commercial grows, sell seeds to recreational stores, and at the same time also possibly offer those clones to the recreational stores. That was kind of the goal. Mike and I did a lot of numbers. We did a lot of crunching. It would have barely made any profit. The only way that we think this would have been profitable is if we did a crop where we produce seeds and then sold all the seeds and then did a crop of producing seedless flour and sold the flour to supplement the income. And then in the meantime, the flour would be building hype for the seeds and be building hype for the clones. And then the clones would be in demand. The seeds would be in demand and we'd sell more flour and clones. It was kind of a hoping to make a cycle out of that. But honestly, it got... Uh, with all the licensing fees, uh, the licensing fees basically, um, and the rules and regulations and all that, it got a little bit ridiculous. And we kind of just, I guess we sort of abandoned ship on that idea. I guess things were working the way that they are. Mike got two, Mike had two kids. Um, Irie took off the way that it took off and we kind of abandoned ship that way. But just clones, in my opinion, does not 
uh, look, fell, look, smell, feel, or seem like a viable option unless you could develop contracts with commercial cultivation facilities that will be uh, relying on you to supply those cuts every however frequently you need, uh, they need them and you can supply them probably every uh, 90, 75, maybe every 21 days, depending on uh, how they set up their cycles. I ran a big grow. We had three flower rooms. Every 21 days, we were cutting clones, uh, putting stuff into flowers, 21-day flip turnarounds there because we had the rooms divided to where 21 days is the gap in between them. Anyway, uh, if you've got somewhere for those clones to go, it may be a viable business. But without a predetermined customer for that many clones, I don't know you could get that many cuts out. However, I could be wrong because in the great nation of Canada, you guys can mail shit to each other. We can't do that here. We don't have national legalization. We've got state-by-state state legalization, and things cannot leave each state. That's highly illegal. So with the advantage in Canada, you can mail things from one end of Canada to the other or in the middle or all over. That may be advantageous to you, but I don't honestly know the clone market in Canada. Uh, again, unless you've got that commercial account or you've got some sort of uh, commercial availability where you can advertise and say, we'll ship clones everywhere, then I don't know if it would work. With that catch, with that bonus, it may work for you, but I don't want to lead you the wrong direction. All right, I think I rambled on enough about that part of the question. There is more. It says, where was I? I was here. Um, any other possible events you will be at this year other than the Groovy Gravy event? Unfortunately, I could not make that one. Um, yes, I understand. You, my friend, are Canadian. I understand you could not make the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash event in Denver. However, I do not know of any upcoming events in Colorado at this time. There are a few events coming up in other states. I know there's something in Oklahoma. I know there's stuff on the East Coast coming up, but I don't know of anything coming up in Colorado right now. Unfortunately, with a lot of the rule changes, we cannot smoke at any of the events in Colorado. It's basically illegal to consume inside of a public building like that where people are gathering, so we can't really smoke. Uh, we're either allowed to do business or consume, and you don't, you don't really get to do both. It's kind of weird. People are opening up consumption places and things like that are changing, but it's taking a little bit of time. However, I do not know of any events coming up in Colorado. If I do, uh, I will let you know, especially of events which I am attending and vending because I like to let the people know where I will be. I love it when people come and meet me, shake my hand, give me a fist bump, say hello, uh, tell me how long they've been listening to the show, show me pictures of their grow, let me smell the weed they grew. That shit is awesome. I love it. So I will definitely let everybody know when there are more, when there are more events coming up to celebrate and congregate for um, let's see, what else do I have on this message? This one says, I uh, hope all is well from your friend Tonto. Big shout out to my buddy Tonto up there in Canada. Tonto, thank you for the great message. I do appreciate it. If you have any more questions about your clone nursery ideas, I would love to talk to you about that. Send me more Patreon messages. Send me an email. We will be in touch. We will get that dialed in for you if you've got more questions. Again, I don't know the details about the rules up there in Canada. I'm very limited in my clone sales here in Colorado. I could only sell to the uh, Colorado residents and also Colorado commercial production facilities. And then once they've got them, they clone them and they don't buy them very much. So only new grows will be buying clones. You're in Canada where you can ship nationwide. That opens you up to every single Canadian is able to buy clones. I could be completely wrong in my idea that it would not work. You've got a different business plan than I had available. All right. 
I think that is all I've got for this episode. My voice is burning out. I seem to be quite stuttery. I'm not going to drag this episode out too long. We'll make it a short one. We'll make it a sweet one. That way I can come back and do a better episode in the next show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you again for listening to another short episode of the podcast. I do apologize for this being short. I'm stuttery. My voice sounds like shit in my headphones. It's not a good show. I'm going to make it quick so the next one will be better. Thank you for all the encouragement that will flow in from that. You guys are great people, beautiful community. I thank you. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. If you do feel like this episode was educational, informative, uh, entertaining, maybe you'd like to just send a couple of bucks to encourage me to do a better show next time, all you have to do is check out patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Please do send your constructive criticism and your positive feedback to grow from your heart at hotmail.com. Everything else is on my website at Irie genetics.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Trike Man. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Mm-hmm.